0: The following shear has been presented by Dayan Shlomo Cohen, Dayan based in Havat Shalom Yerushalayim, an author of the Chayshin Mishpat work Pure Money, and has been brought to you by the Beis HaVahar Halacha Center. We see from the beginning of our daff that Chazal made a special takona for someone who stole a large bean and used it to build a building even though the owner was Mityayesh since Yush alone is not Kona and the beam has undergone no Shinui the beam hasn't changed therefore the beam should be returned and therefore the thief is going to have to demolish the whole building that he's built and return the beam worried that this is going to prevent the thief from making Tshuva Chazal made a special to Kona that the thief can just pay the value of the beam and he doesn't have to return the beam itself this is called Takonas Hashovim even though the the owner of the beam wants his beam back still Hazal made a Tekona in order to help the Ganav make Tshuva he doesn't have to demolish the building there was a case here in Jerusalem of two plots of land each one, one next to the other each plot they were supposed to build apartment blocks on there was a steep slope between the two, the two plots of land therefore a, a massive wall had to be built a massive supporting wall between the two, the two plots so the obligation to build this wall fell on plot A let's call it plot A after the wall was completed and this is a, this is a, a 15 meter high wall after the wall was completed they found out that a mistake had been made in the measurements and the wall had been built a little bit in the, on, on plot B's land so altogether about 10 square metres of plot B had been taken by, the, taken by plot, Aleph, plot A the, plot, the owners of plot B demanded that the wall be demolished and rebuilt in the right place what's the halacha? do we say here also that there's the hashovim, just like with the Moish that the owners of plot A they can just play the value of the land that they've taken in order to save them from a tremendous expense of demolishing the whole wall and rebuilding it just a, fearless, a little, a few, not even half a meter into their land there are more Paskins in, in Simon Shin Samach that Tekonas has, Hashovim was only made with tangible property with land there's no Tekonas Hashovim and he says Meforash that if someone built a building on someone else's land that building has to be demolished and he can't just pay the value of the land and keep his building the reason says the Levush is that the whole reason why Chazal made a takanos hashovin with tangible property with metal talin? Is that the ganav might be able to hide the property, and therefore he would think if he can hide it, it's going to prevent him from doing chuva. But with land, with kalka, which you can't hide, it's not possible to hide a piece of land. Therefore, there was no need for the takana. However, there's a truva of the mabit. The mabit says that. Only where the land was stolen intentionally do we say that there's no Tekonas Hashovim with land. But where the land was stolen unintentionally, if the builders, without any knowledge of the owner of the land, made a mistake and built, built a wall or built a building on someone else's land or on a part of someone else's land, in such a case, it could be, says the Mahabit, that there is a Tekonas Hashovim and the thief will just have to pay the value of the land and he won't have to destroy his building. But Lechor, everyone asks on the Mabit. The Mishnah Lamelech in Hilchus Gezei, Park Zain, Zayn, Elohim asks, that the, Lechoyer, the ma- Mabit doesn't make any sense. What difference does it make whether he did it intentionally or not? Even though, as we mentioned in a previous year, there's a kutsoz in Simon Kaf that he learns that a ganav Bishogig isn't considered a ganav. Someone who steals unintentionally is not a ganav. But that just means he doesn't have to pay keifu but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have to return what he stole what difference does it make whether he did it intentionally or unintentionally he has to return what he stole however there's a Shah Mishpat who wants to explain the difference between whether this was done intentionally or unintentionally he says like this if the ganas stole the land intentionally then there's there's no takona. Why? Because he's throwing his money away by building on land that he knows doesn't belong to him. It's called, it's like an Aveda midat. He's throwing away his money. But if he did it unintentionally, says the Shara But what's the halacha? What's the halacha where one side stands to lose a lot, like in our case of plot A, we're going to have to demolish this wall and rebuild it. And his fellow Jew can save him from that loss if he himself suffers a small loss like the owners of plot B, that they're just going to lose a small section of their land, which was, which was anywhere not land for building, it was only going to be the courtyard of the building. And of course, we're only talking where, where they're going to pay the small loss. So the small loss is going to be covered by the ganav. So let's see, says the Shah Mishpat. We have a Mishnah later on in Babakam, and the Mishnah says, the case brings a case of a, of a honey farmer. A honey farmer has hives of bees and one of its hives of bees bees, decided to settle on a nearby tree. They didn't like the hive where, where they were they decided they're going to settle on a nearby branch on a nearby branch of a nearby tree. It's very difficult to tell bees what to do. The bees 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 didn't care whether the who the who the tree belongs to. So it turned out that the tree where the bees settled belongs to a neighbor. So the owner of the bees wants to cut off the branch, to bring all the bees back, so that he can have their honey. They're his bees. The owner of the tree says How you can't cut off you can't cut off a branch from my tree. Even if you're prepared to pay for the branch, I don't want you to cut off a branch of my tree. Says the, says, so the Mishnah brings down Bishem Rabishmael that there's a special Tanai Beidin that they made in such a case. That he has to allow you to cut off the branch of his tree. Seeing as he's only going to suffer a small loss. And you stand to suffer a large loss. They met, t- there's a special tonight bathed in, A special toconer of That he has to allow you to cut off the branch of his tree. And you have to pay for the branch of the tree. Another case that we have over there. Let's say two Jews were going on their way. Each one had a barrel. One had a barrel of wine. And the other had a barrel of honey. We have to assume that honey is worth a lot more than wine. The barrel of honey was cracked. Slowly, slowly, all the honey is getting lost. So the owner of the, 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 owner of the, the barrel of honey says to the owner of the barrel of wine, listen, listen throw away your wine and say that save my honey in your barrel. The owner of the wine says, I, like, I want my wine. Says the Gemara, there's a Tanai Beit here also, that we force the owner of the barrel of wine to throw away his wine, in order to save the honey of his fellow Jew. Tanai Beit The Maise, the Shulchan Oroch, paskens in Simen Reish Samech He brings down the case of the honey and the wine, the barrel of the honey and the barrel of wine. He paskens he like that. That the, the owner of the barrel of honey has to have uh, the, the owner of the barrel of wine has to throw away his wine to wine to save the honey. The more in Simon Resh Ayandalid brings down the case of the bee farmer. So therefore it would seem in our case, even though there's no of him, because we can't pask him like the Ma'bit, everyone doesn't understand the Ma'bit. But according to the Shah Mishpat, it could be that here there's a special tanaibe din that in order to prevent plot A from losing a lot of money by having to demolish their the, 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 the wall plot B could be forced to sell their land to plot A but later on in, in, in Perik Maruba the Gemara mentions this this Tanai tukona, this of, of Rabbi Ishmael and the Gemara says that he's the only one that holds like that he's a Yechida from that the Rif says that the maestro, we can see from here that the Halokh is not like Rabbi Ishmael. The Rambam brings this opinion in both places that we mentioned, both in Reish Samach Dalid and in Reish Ayim Daled. In Reish Samach Daled, he argues with the Shulchan Aruch, who says that we do have we do pasken like the Takon of Rabbi Ishmael. And in Reish Ayim Daled, he brings both opinions: one opinion that there is such a and one opinion that there isn't. So the it comes out according to the Shulchan Aruch. We can force plot B to sell their land. But according to the Ramo, it's a makhlokas. And therefore we wouldn't be able to force plot B to sell his land because they're mukzak in their, in their land. And because of the doubt in Halacha, because of the sake of the dinner, we couldn't force them to give up their land. Let's just say a practical difference that comes out as to whether we pasken like Rabbi Shmai with his Tanai Beit that you have to prevent a Jew from making a large loss if, you, if you have to, you're only going to suffer a small loss. The 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 Marshal in the Yamshul Shloma brings a case like this. Reuven needed a horse urgently. He had to go to a nearby town to collect a debt, a large debt. If he didn't go and collect it today, then he's not going to be able to collect it afterwards. His debt is going to be leaving town. Shimon, the owner of the horse, also needs his horse on that day. He needs to go to a different town in another direction to collect a small debt so Shimon says to Reuven you can't take my horse I need my horse today Reuven says but I need the horse to collect a really big debt and I'm prepared to pay you for for your horse and for what you're going to lose but just let me take the horse and go and and, and collect my debt in the end Reuven took Shimon's horse without Shimon's permission on the way the horse died a natural death if the halacha is like Rabbi Ishmael that he was allowed to take the horse that there's a tenai bait that he was allowed to take the horse to save his big debt then his responsibility for the horse is like a, any renter a shomer sacha that means that he's potter from an onus he's potter from anything a loss that was totally out of his control therefore he wouldn't have to pay for the fact that the horse died but if the halacha is not like Rabbi Ishmael and he wasn't allowed to take the horse then that means he's a gazlin on the horse he's like a shal shalom even though he's paying he's a renter shalom midat says so the yam shol shloma, that's the same as the shol shalom he's like a gazlin if he's a gazlin he's going to be chay for onus therefore he's going to have to pay for the for the death of the horse so it would come out that according to the shulchanor he would be potter from the onus because of the shulchanor paskins like Rabbi Shmael. whereas according to the remor there's a the machlokas but anyway because of the machlokas l'chor would be impossible to be, ma- to be to make to make uh, Reuven pay for the, for the horse because we can't be forced him to pay where there's a fake at the dinner. however I must add on here that the psaq of the shulchan oruch which we mentioned in Simon Reis Samach Thief Hay, that the owner of the barrel of the wine has to throw out his wine in order to save the honey is very strange as if you see the bet yourself, it seems that he doesn't pass like Rabbi Shmuel's Takona. Also, neither the Rambam nor the Rif do. And if you see other prints of the Shulchan this halach is brought in the in the print of the Ramo. And the Shari Mishpat himself, which we mentioned, himself says that this halach is dependent on two opinions in the Ramo. Therefore, it would seem that there's a mistake in our traditional print of the Shulchan and therefore, Postke must be very, very careful here with this Halacha. The Daf Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for Halacha consultation, service, educational seminars, or media, please call 1 888 485 Va'ad. That's 1 888 485 8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the